Coming to you from Studio Ice Nine in Earth's capital, San Diego, California, USA. It's the Beatdown Show. If you don't think it's mess, you got the wrong damn address. Here is your indomitable host, C. Colton. And you may ask yourself, how do I work this? And you may ask yourself, where is that large automobile? And you may tell yourself, this is not my beautiful house. And you may tell yourself, this is not my beautiful wife. That quote courtesy of the talking heads in the song Once in a Lifetime. Buenos dias! And bienvenidos al Beatdown Show. Hey, I'll tell you what. I am your host, C. Colton, a.k.a. C. Note, a.k.a. C. Fresh, a.k.a. C. Niss. A.K.A. Cornelius Coltniferous the Third Esquire. <laughs> That's marvelous. And you're listening to another episode of the Almighty Beatdown Show. We're on episode 11 here. Hey, listen. Some people start a band because they're musically talented. That's how they express themselves. And... Uh, you know, others will, maybe they're a DJ. Some people express themselves through sculpture, painting, or dance. I'm just some dork with a podcast. How about that? Anywho, our show, The Beatdown Show, is a San Diego-centric program. And it's grassroots. It's indie. We have no sponsors. We take no direction from anyone and uh, we have no hidden agenda it's right out there in the open we like to discuss things like local music sports stuff that's going on in the political scene other happenings around town and of course craft beer because we are the craft beer capital stuff it Portland I don't want to hear it anyhow you can get in touch with the show. We have a Facebook page. It's just the Beatdown Show. On Twitter, our, beat, our handle is at Beatdown Show. Uh, and you can get in touch with us via our Gmail, which is beatdownsd at gmail.com. Send us a personal email. Tell us how much we suck. Uh, but don't forget, download the show. Download this podcast on iTunes. We're on there. I, I personally also use Podcast and Radio Addict. Stitcher is another one you can use. We're on all those. Leave a review if you can. And you can uh, really tell us how terrible we are. Uh, 
hey, this show doesn't happen in a vacuum. I want to thank uh, my voiceover man at the top of the show. That's J-Dub. And, of course, this show wouldn't be possible without my executive producer, McCoolin. You can find him at McCoolin.com. Well, I think it's time for the breakdown here. So let's get that going. Breakdown. The flow will break you down. Let the flow will break you down. The flow will break you down. Let the flow will break you down. The flow will break you down. Let the flow will break you down. All right. So basically, this is the way the show works. We're going to uh, talk about some local stuff, including uh, Donald Trump's recent visit in May to San Diego. We'll talk about homelessness. The situation that's going on there, and um, we will also discuss uh, commute times in San Diego. Very good stuff. After that, we'll get into sports. A lot of things going on with the Padres. Chargers went through an NFL draft not too long ago, and we've got a local uh, product that will assume a very important position in the NBA I'm sure it's no surprise by now, but we'll shed some light on that in the sports segment. That'll be great. After that, we'll go into some local music. I've been to quite a few shows in the last month or so, and we'll spotlight some upcoming shows. After that, it's our popular What You Drinking On segment, where we talk about all things craft beer. Mostly local, because of course San Diego is the craft beer capital but uh, we're not afraid to go out of our region because craft beer is all love. You got to respect the craft. There's great craft beer being made everywhere from Alaska to Florida, all parts in between, but mostly here in SD. After that, we will talk a little bit about restaurant and bar etiquette. Uh, that's a segment that comes up quite often. And then our namesake, the beatdown list, where we put people on blast, people or subjects of some sort people that are not uh well people that are getting thrown under the bus so that's what that's all about um as far as that's concerned uh i guess i should say that uh i've got certain information man i've got certain information and i'm right now i'm gonna drop it let me drop it on the one (laughs) but before i do that let's just remember this is the where the show gets started and it's time to spit some hot fire more fire, more fire, more fire. All right. So uh, as we record this, it is election day, uh, June 7th here in San Diego. Obviously, um, we won't have any results. And I don't think anybody comes to this show looking for election results because the results as of press time haven't been uh, you know, announced yet or finalized. But I will say this. Some things that we're looking at here, of course, there's a mayoral race. The incumbent mayor, Kevin Falconer, who is terrible, he's actually been on our beatdown list before, is probably going to win. But this is just a primary. If any of his challengers keep it close, there'll be a runoff in November. Kind of hoping for that, but honestly... um, I think he's probably going to win going away. There may not even be a runoff if he um, defeats the challengers by uh, a wide margin. So there's that. In District 3, 
Councilman Todd Gloria has uh, termed out, and he's actually uh, running for higher office in the state. And I assume that he will uh, fare well in the elections today. But the District 3 that he covers, which is City Heights, North Park, Hillcrest, I'm forgetting some of the other areas, uh, is going to be a hotly contested battle between Chris Ward and Anthony Bernal. Bernal comes from Todd Gloria's, I guess you'd say, um, small business sector. He's under his wing, uh, under the tutelage of Todd. Anthony's a pretty talented guy, and Chris Ward is a uh, also a uh, really neighborhood-focused dude. It, this one could be close. I think Chris Ward may have the edge. Um, he is a homosexual man who is sure to get most of the Hillcrest vote um, regardless of that. But in full disclosure, Anthony Bernal is a great guy and he went to the same university as I did. We were never there at the same time, but uh, either way, I think district three is going to be served well by whichever man comes through and wins that. Uh, It's, it's just an interesting race and, I think whoever loses could certainly be in the mix down the road if they don't uh, if they aren't victorious on election day for that district three council seat. That's all right. Moving along, uh, Donald Trump visited town on May 27th and uh, had a rally at the convention center. This is the one where he blasted uh, the judge uh, Gonzalo Curiel, um, basically saying that. He, because of his Latino heritage, he would not be able to handle the immigration situation. Uh, Obviously, if you follow anything at all, any sort of news outlets, this has been a huge story and uh, pretty embarrassing for Trump. Anyway, he's embarrassing in a lot of other ways. But uh, that happened here, here in San Diego on the convention center floor. Outside, there were free speech zones, if I remember uh, correctly. Uh, Producer McCoolin was telling me a little bit about that. And a uh, few people were arrested, the protesters, and it looked like some riot gear for the San Diego PD. Um, hey, I mean, what do you want? Trump comes to town. He's not too popular in the state of California. I mean, certainly among his base, a.k.a. the rich folk, no problem you're going to go into a public place like the convention center. You got to be careful of that kind of stuff. So there's that, um, moving along. There was a national anthem snafu at the Padres game last month. The San Diego gay men's chorus was invited to perform the national anthem. Something happened upstairs and instead a recorded, anthem by a female was played meanwhile the chorus the men's of the, the men of the chorus are sitting around wondering what's going on then they end up exiting the field when the recording ends and they get heckled by some fans which is utterly disgusting to me utterly terrible heckling these guys who was no fault of their own that their mics weren't on and that something happened and someone said something to the effect of uh, you guys sing like girls I mean, not cool at all. And uh, really, really, the Padres did themselves a big disservice with um, the LGBT community on that one. For shame, disappointing, 
Um, sometimes the Padres really drop the ball on these things, and it's terrible. And on top of that, their uh, their control room DJ, uh, DJ Artform, great guy. And in full disclosure, I've heard him spin around town. He's a terrific DJ who still spins actual vinyl, which is pretty cool. Uh, he was fired, and it was no fault of his that that had that that situation with the chorus happened. And then after uh, it becoming a national story, he was rehired. But uh, we've learned here at the Beatdown Show that he's not back in the control room. He's just kind of spinning tunes during batting practice and at Padres events. So I guess he was restored, but uh, pretty embarrassing, the whole thing for uh, the Padres. Okay, so homelessness in San Diego. Interesting. Every year... uh, Sandag, I think it is. No, actually, I don't think it's Sandag. But there's a homeless count taken around San Diego. And obviously, it's not meant to be the full picture. It's a snapshot. And what they came up with was there's just under 9,000 homeless folks on the count, the official count. Um, If you've ever been down to the East Village near Petco Park, you see the camps. You see the tents. There are folks on the street trying to make it. And get by every day. You know, there's shelters, there's some resources, but a lot of the homeless, as we know, are mentally ill or they're veterans. And um, it's just, it's tough for them to turn it around. Like a lot of politicians have said, and and mostly the liberals feel this way, and I'm, I'm going to back this too. We need a housing first initiative where, where the folks that want to get off the streets can get addresses. When you have an address, you can apply for a job. You're more likely to get a job. You can get cleaned up. You have hot water. You have a place to put your stuff. Um, it doesn't have to be anything super fancy. This has been tried in other cities, and it's worked out well. Uh, we need to get on that plan here in San Diego. So hopefully we can make that happen. Breaks your heart to walk around the East Village and, and see sometimes entire families living in encampments uh, around the streets while... Just blocks away, there are millionaires playing a game for a living and very rich folk, multimillionaires, uh, paying to watch them and also paying overpriced uh, fees for things like beer and hot dogs. So anyway, there is that. Uh, last thing on this kind of opening segment, commute times in San Diego. It's interesting. I, I read a report recently where the average commute for San Diegans is about 25 minutes long. Now that's taken from the entire County. So you have a lot of folks that are coming from places like Campo and, and um, Pine Valley and, and very far down in Chula Vista trying to get to downtown or Kearney Mesa or Sorrento Valley. Those are long ass commutes, man. They're way longer than 25 minutes. Uh, Then you have folks that, you know, live close to downtown or live in Carmel Valley and they're right close to Sorrento Valley. We're talking like a 10 or 15 minute commute, that kind of thing. I kind of like my commute. It's a five minute walk uh, from where I live in North Park to my employer. I'm lucky that way. And obviously this doesn't take into account the folks that work from home. But uh, interesting thing that may help commutes, especially for those going to the North County, Over the next several years, I-5 North will be widened 
through coastal North County. So I'm talking through Cardiff, Lucadia, on up through almost uh, South Carlsbad. And it should improve commute times a little bit, but I'm still a big advocate of public transit. Obviously, that's not always something you can do in a big county like this, especially when the job centers are far away from some of the more affordable housing. So we'll see what happens and how that I-5 widening happens. Most of the work will be done at night, so uh, the construction shouldn't be too bad. But, boy, if you have a long commute in this county, my heart goes out to you because it is not fun to be going north in the mornings on the 805 or south in the afternoons on the 805 or south on the 5 on Friday afternoons. I mean, it's it can be rough. Still not as bad as L.A. We got it better than them, but my goodness. And even like the 78 is gnarly because it's only like three lanes through the North County. I'm talking San Marcos Vista and all that good stuff. So anyway, there is that. And now we're going to move to sports. I don't know if it'll make any change, but I figure it's time for me to start playing ball. I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. I just realized, normally I do it like this, and now it's time for... Sports! But that's okay, because I don't have a co-host with me to keep me on point today, and that's quite alright. So we'll just launch right into it. Hey, Padres, wow, sitting in last place in the NL West... Certainly not the worst team in baseball, but uh, but man, have they had some tough moments. I was at a game recently. They were up 12-2 to on the Seattle Mariners. Unbelievable. They gave it away 16-13 in nine innings. Yes, you read that. You heard that right. It did not go to extras. They gave up a 10-run lead and lost. Also, Major League Baseball, some are calling it the moment of the year. It's another game I was at in May. The Mets, the New York Mets came to town, and Bartolo Colon, 42-year-old pitcher, I believe he's actually 43 now, he's since had a birthday, hit a home run. The man is a roly-poly. It took him a half an hour to get around the bases after he hit the home run. And he goes down in history as the oldest player in Major League Baseball history to hit a home run, his first home run meaning he had never hit a home run before. And he does it at 42 against our Padres, who lost to the Mets that night. Unfortunately. Terrible. Speaking of the Pods, they recently traded starting pitcher James Shields to the Chicago White Sox for a pitcher named Eric Johnson and an infielder, Fernando Tatis Jr. His old man was in the, uh, the bigs probably as recently as 10 to 12 years ago. Uh, great player with the Cardinals and the Rangers. Anyway, we'll see if those guys pan out. Um, but James Shields, he had to go, man. You know, when we picked him up here, he, uh, you know, I mean, he, he came in with a lot of promise. He's a workhorse, 200 innings a year. But he leaves after uh, a year and change, 44 starts. He... Uh, his stats with the pods, 15 and 14 win-loss record, a four even ERA, and man, he was a launching pad as far as giving up home runs. 
Hey, I hope uh, I hope he helps the Chicago White Sox in their push for the AL Central. Uh, he'll be probably their number three starter, and he doesn't have to be the guy like he kind of was here. But uh, that seemed like it. he just didn't really fit here. It's too bad. I guess there were some hard feelings because uh, the uh, the owner of the team, Ron Fowler, uh, had some disparaging words about Shields' performance right before the trade happened, and that's kind of uh, bush league on uh, Fowler's part. Sorry to see that. Good luck, Shields. Carry on. One last thing about the pods. First baseman Will Myers has it going. Man, he has a sweet swing. I think he has the sweetest right-hand swing in the game right now, and he's doing big things. Get your behind out to a Padres game if you can before the end of the year. We'll talk uh, Chargers draft real quick. Uh, First round pick with the number three pick overall. The Chargers selected defensive end Joey Bosa from the Ohio State University. Let's hear it for Joey. I really like this pick. The guy is an absolute beast. He's mean. We'll see if it carries over, but I I think this guy can start right away for the Chargers. Notable other draft picks. Second round, they got a tight end. That makes sense. Antonio Gates ain't getting any younger. And Ladarius Green left in... uh, in free agency. So uh, Hunter Henry, tight end out of Arkansas, was the second-round pick. And then I really liked the third-round pick center out of USC, Max Turk. Uh, That's a great pick because center has been a real problem on the offensive line for the Chargers. So uh, we'll see what happens with them moving forward. Again, this could be the lame duck season. We're not really even going to go into the whole stadium, Convadium, Chargers, are they staying, are they going? Just too huge to get into on this episode. And then one last sports note. Stand up. San Diego product, Luke Walton. Yes, he is a, an assistant coach currently for the Golden State Warriors as they are in the midst of trying to repeat as NBA champions. It was announced uh, a while ago. Luke will be the head coach, the new head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers next season as soon as this uh, playoff run with the Warriors ends. And I, I do believe that the Warriors are probably going to pull out a title. Who knows, by the next time we have a beatdown show, I'll either be a freaking genius on that front or I'll look like an idiot because the Cavs somehow came back to pull it out. But way to go, Luke Walton. Stand up. Luke Theodore Walton, son of Bill, the legend. And as we know, Luke Walton is a 1998 graduate of University of San Diego High School. Go Dons! The Dons, which is also now known as Cathedral Catholic. Local product made good. He's going to be the head coach of the Lakers. That's a big deal. So, uh, yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for sports. Music! You're listening to The Beatdown Show, featuring the insuperable C. Colton. Now, back to the show. Ha ha, yes. So, um, I've been very fortunate. I've, I've gone to a, a bunch of really different and interesting shows the last couple months. One of my favorites was I went and saw Billy Joel at Petco Park. Thanks, Mom. 
she got the tickets. Those were not cheap, but uh, what a what a night. Uh, the piano man, he still has it. And there was uh, it was pretty cool. He, he played a great long, long set. And um, Petco Park looked awesome the way it was done up for a concert. My first concert at Petco. Pretty cool to see that. Um, and he had a special guest appearance by San Diego product Jason Mraz toward the end of uh, toward the end of the concert. Uh, I'm not a huge Jason Mraz fan, but I have mad respect for him because he's a San Diego product made good. And, um, you know, he's a good dude. And uh, so that was fun. I also saw a really cool, on the other end of the spectrum, really cool local punk band called the Aborts. And uh, they played like that West Coast punk. They're solid. Uh, in full disclosure, I know two of the guys in the band, uh, Jeremy, who's the lead singer and a guitarist. And then uh, Chris is uh, kind of the lead guitarist and he shreds. They were terrific. They played at the Ken Club. And if you haven't been to the Ken Club, cheap drinks. Usually the cover's five bucks. And I'll tell you what, enough room in their kind of stage area to, uh, you know, start throwing elbows, mosh it up. I'm too old for the pit, so I stayed out of that. But I definitely uh, had a few drinks and enjoyed myself. And then um, aside from a couple of hip-hop shows, which I saw, uh, Dilated Peoples uh, and Mr. DMX, who both performed at the uh, North Park Observatory, which is really one of my favorite venues in town. Uh, the North Park Festival of the Arts was also in May and got to got a special treat. Got to see a group called Mariachi El Bronx. So real quick, uh, I happened to catch their set. Again, all the music that day was free. The Creepy Creeps played. Good set by Steve Poltz and Sean Rolf and Jeff Berkeley on the main stage. Enjoyed that. But I'll tell you what, Mariachi El Bronx had a capacity crowd on 31st Street in front of that stage. We're going to bring McCoolin in here to crack the mic and uh, give us his thoughts. He was actually at that show, too. We ran into each other. So, McCool's, uh you were there, man. Uh, give us your thoughts here. You're really going to make me start this thing? <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Uh, I don't know. It was all right. Uh, mariachi music all sounds the same to me, so it was one good 45-minute long song. <laughs> but real quick, real quick. Okay, so they were grooving. The crowd was into it. I looked like you were into it as well. Is it just that all the songs kind of sounded the same? Or, I mean, what what, what about it spoke to you? I, I just like live music, so I was just having a good time. That's all. But uh, I wouldn't buy the CD. Okay, well, thanks for that. I appreciate that. I did like the Creepy Creeps, though. Oh, yeah, and they're terrific, and as you know, they've been uh, a big favorite of right here at the Beatdown Show. So, well, thanks for chiming in on that. Uh, Great news, though. There's some awesome shows coming up later this summer, so I'm going to just headline a few of those. On July 9th, this is a free show at Bird Park in North Park. Um, they do their concerts in the park and there's usually about five of them and they're every other Saturday, but July 9th, check this out. Hills like elephants, great local indie band. McCoolin saying thumbs up. You've seen him yeah, twice. twice. He says, wow, way to get out of the way to get out of the studio ice nine here once in a while. Um, they'll be terrific for a free show Saturday afternoon. 
you know, it's going to be great. So bring your blanket, bring your cooler. Usually you're not supposed to drink in San Diego parks, but the cops kind of looked the other way on this one. So definitely come check that out. On July 22nd at Viejas Arena over at San Diego State University, a local band, Blink-182, will be playing there. Now, look, I'm not going to go see these guys, um, but they are local, and obviously that'll have a lot of local interest. Plus, I think they have new fans, too, because they've been going for 20-some years. So good for them that they're still getting after it. Um, also, June 21st, I'm going back in time now, Ozo Motley, one of my favorite bands, the L.A. multiple-piece band that does salsa, rock, hip-hop, merengue. They can do any style. Banda, uh, they're terrific. Rock, they'll be playing at the Del Mar Fair grounds. Uh, so I believe that'll be free with your purchase of admission to the Del Mar Fair. Then a couple other shows that are on our radar, the Warped Tour for all you punk rockers, you kitty punks, and you old punks will be at Qualcomm Stadium August 5th. Some 41 and Newfound Glory are the headliners. There's probably a ton of other punk bands on the docket. I just didn't do my research, so you can probably find more at the Warp Tour website. And then one last show I want to headline is the Diggable Planets are playing at the Belly Up Tavern, 90s kind of backpack rap group and camp low also providing support uh if you're an old school 90s hip-hop fan that'll be a great show and uh, yeah you won't you're gonna want to check that out well i'm getting a little thirsty here be careful man there's a beverage here huh? i like beverage uh-huh. i'm kind of thirsty What you drinking on? This is our craft beer segment. And before we uh, do a live on air tasting, first of all, I want to give kudos to the 14 awards that San Diego area craft brewers won this year at the terrific, terrific, terrific uh, World Beer Cup, which is basically the Olympics of beer. 14 awards. Congratulations to all the winners. I'd like to spotlight Thorn Street Brewery. Stand up. Thorn Street Brewery in North Park. As they took the silver medal for their Imperial Red, which is known as December Nights, or a.k.a. Alpen Glow. Man, the beer is so nice. They named it twice. So props to them. Props to all the other winners. So many good beers. We'd be here all day if I listed everything. I do know this. Two years ago at the World Beer Cup, Coronado Brewing, which is really one of the best breweries in town, uh, won the category for best brewery, mid-sized brewery. They took the gold on that. So that was huge. That was two years ago. Um, like I said, this year, props to all the winners, and the one we spotlighted here was Thorn Street. So today... We have some other good stuff. Also, real quick shout out. Shout out to the We Like Drinking podcast. A friend of mine, Jeff Solomon, 
is a contributor, a main contributor to that. And he also runs the Stay Rad Wine Blog. So check him out, Stay Rad Wine Blog um, and or We Like Drinking Podcast. These guys go into much, much more uh, sophisticated talk about wine, beer, spirits, you name it. Uh, Here at the Beatdown Show, we just like to drink craft beer and uh, assess it. So first, we're going to start. We have two we're going to try today. Uh, First, we're going to start with the Carl Strauss Aurora Hoppialis IPA. Um, And I believe that is this one here. McCoolin, you've, you've, there it is. Cheers. Cheers to you, buddy. Let's give it a try. It's a 7% IPA, and it's made with Simcoe, Mosaic, Amarillo, and Citra hops. Let's, let's give a taste here. Ah. All right, all right. That's cool. I like it. It's got a, a pretty dry, crisp, crisp finish. Um, it's the the name is kind of a play on the Northern Lights of Aurora Borealis, Aurora Hoppialis. Um, Carl Strauss being kind of the oldest uh, craft brewer in town, they feel that uh, that uh, they've cast a spell over us. What do you think, McCool's? Did you like it? No, not so much. weren't a fan. All right. Well, more for me. Anywho, uh, kudos. I've been I've been really waiting to try this one, so I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, all right. Next, we have from Groundswell. I'm excited about this because I didn't even know they were bottling beers, so this is pretty exciting. The man at the beer store told me that it's uh, pretty pretty new. This whole bottling thing for Groundswell, and we're going to be trying the full ginger. It's a Saison or Saison. You know, I'm sure all you beer geeks will correct me. I've always called it Saison. And it's a 6.8% Belgian. McCoolin, here's to you, pal. There it is. So we're going to try this one here. And I know that it has locally sourced ginger as kind of its flavor, but it's a full bodied Belgian. Let's give it a try. Full disclosure, I'm a big fan of ginger flavor. So this, and I like Belgians too. I like this one. I could get down with this. Uh, McCoolin, what do you think? No, that one's not speaking to you either. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to do it again. I'm, I'm going to need you to crack the mic here and tell us wh- why exactly either of these beers didn't work for you. All right. So give us a moment here. I've got to get him out from behind his massive... Um, board, you know, he runs the board. He is the executive producer. All right. The hoppy Alice was, I like hoppy beer, but that one was, it was sharp. I don't know if that makes any sense. Uh, I think it's the citrus part of the hops that I did not like. Is that what you said? Citra hops. I'm assuming that means citrus hops. Okay. Yeah. I did not like that. And this one, I love sours or that's what is this? Uh, it's a Belgian. A Belgian, yeah. See, I like Belgians too, uh, and I like ginger, but I don't know. I I think maybe we should have tried this one before the IPA. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that one gets points off because we didn't do it in the right order for you and your your refined palate. Is that it? Yep. Yep. Okay. Thanks for your contributions this evening. Uh, this is why it helps to have a co-host because <laughs> they're usually not as uh, hardcore 
on uh, on the uh, beers. But uh, well, I'll tell you what, those are two great beers. We'll have more in the future. Looking forward to also getting in, into some more tasting rooms and giving you all an update on checking them out. Again, we don't get any kickbacks from any of these places. We're indie. We do it on our own. So you're getting the unbridled truth here. Hit me with the disclaimer. The Beatdown Show recommends that you respect the craft. Please drink responsibly. Oh, hell yeah. I'm going to responsibly pour myself some more of that Hoppy Alice right now. So this is our restaurant bar etiquette segment. I'm an industry professional. I've worked in the uh, restaurant bar service industry for several years. Not a lifer, but I've definitely been in it long enough to... uh, be able to observe what goes on and I'm a keen observer of the human experience. So here's this. I don't like telling grown adults what to do, but I'm not afraid to give some suggestions because I think there should probably be a class in high school or or you know, if your parents don't instill it into you on how to be a patron when you uh, go out to be to eat or, or attend a bar, you know, then if they don't tell you how, how are you going to learn? And the only way you can learn is by experience. Sometimes that doesn't do it. So you need a little help. So this is just suggestive here. Obviously, this isn't meant to be gospel. Let's get into it. Okay. Number one, and this comes from the serving perspective, whether you're a bartender or server. To quote a line from The Clash, this indecision is killing me. Um, I get it. If you go to a place for the first time and you can't decide what you want, uh, you need to take a little time. Totally fine. Understand that there may be other customers that need to be serviced while you're figuring it out. Most professionals know how to work it. You got people who are really decisive, know what they want the minute they come in. You got other people who don't know. I would say, just with the indecision, just don't change your mind after uh, after the order's been sent already. Please don't do that. You make the server, the kitchen, the manager's job much harder. So please. And then the only other thing I have today on that, and I've said this before, so this is kind of a repeat on the etiquette segment. It's And this is more directed at those in the industry. So I'm talking about... Now I'm not talking about the consumers. I'm talking about the servers, the bartenders, the hosts and hostesses, the managers, the owners. The good ones already know this. The ones that don't get it need to be reminded. It's still okay to smile. Your your life may be in shambles. It may be terrible. But when you're at work, the customer don't care about that. So come on. Crack a smile, even if it's a fake smile. Pretend. But that's part of, you know, that's part of good service. And now normally McCoolin doesn't agree with me on some of my takes. But I think he can at least agree on that. Right? A good smile goes a long way. He's, he's nodding his head. So thanks very much. That has been the Restaurant Bar Etiquette Tech. Appreciate your patience. It's been my pleasure to serve you. 
All right, then. Well, now it's time for our signature portion of the show. The Beatdown List. Where we get our namesake. So, I got a kind of a lengthy one this time. First off, sports talk syndicated radio host, Jim Rome. You're on the beatdown list. You've become so rich and powerful. Your ego has gotten so huge that you become unrecognizable. This is a man who got his start doing weekends in San Diego, doing weekend sports talk way back in the day, 25 years ago. You know, maybe maybe even longer than that, but fresh out of UC Santa Barbara. And, you know, now he's the biggest name in sports talk radio, and I get it. But he's just, I, I, I used to listen to this guy growing up all the time. I, I'd be lying if I said he wasn't an influence. But for going on almost 10 years now, I can't do it. He still gets great interviews. He's still a mover and a shaker in the media. But, man... It's just too hard to take just the ego that comes flowing out of the speaker when you listen to him. So check yourself, Rome. And also, I don't give a damn about your horse racing, your owning of thoroughbreds. It just makes you... How, how do you even get the average listener to kind of uh, be able to relate to you when you're talking about owning horses. Give me a break, man. Hit the bricks. Jim Everett should have smacked you around when he had the chance. Alright. Next, beat Ellis. People who don't trim their trees. Okay, I'm six foot five. I walk around town. Go down a sidewalk sometimes, you see the low-hanging branches. Okay. Sometimes you're paying attention, sometimes you're not. I've damn near had my head taken off. Like trees on someone's property that are hanging over the sidewalk at like four feet tall. It's like I'm having to do a limbo to get around town. Trim your trees! Hit the bricks, you people. Oh, my goodness. Cannot stand that. That's, that gets a little rough. And then, lastly, we're going to put beer snobs on the beatdown list. Look. We're craft beer enthusiasts here on the Beatdown Show. But that don't mean I'm not afraid to reach into my fridge and grab a local domestic, a light domestic. Not a local domestic, a light domestic. Sometimes you just need a light domestic. But I still have a good enough palate to get down with all the craft beer, all the great craft beer that's been put, been put out. But I'm just not going to be shamed if I run home with an 18-pack of Tecate. So, check yourselves, the you beer snobs. Awakened. Anyway, that... Uh, that the beatdown list segment of this podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only and does not condone or advocate violence in any form. Its larger purpose is to serve cautionary notice for the intended people or entities herein exposed that the informed populace is omnipresent, outraged, and fully operational, and will no longer accept any tomfoolery, trickeration, hijinks, absurdity, rope-a-doping, carnival barking, hypocrisy, or insanity in any form or manner. What? So, ever. Whatsoever! We ain't doing it! 
that's the end of our show. Thanks for listening. Again, check us out on iTunes. Subscribe. Leave a review. We'd love it. Good or bad. Any publicity is good publicity. We don't mind. You can reach us on Facebook. We have our own Facebook page. We're on Twitter at, at Beatdown Show. It's another good way to find us. And uh, you can always tell us how much we suck at beatdownsd at gmail.com. And uh, love your feedback. Love to get the show going. Hey, we got big things popping off. We're going to get some, uh, some guests and some co-hosts in here in the coming episodes. So please don't tune out. Thanks again to the executive producer extraordinaire, McCoolin. Next time, I'll try to put the beers in the right order. <laughs> USOB. <laughs> but thanks again. It wouldn't be possible without you, my man. J-Dub, voiceover emeritus. Love him. And uh, thank you all. I'm your host, C. Colton. And as I always say, namaste. Namaste.